Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, if you'd like to contact me with any questions, suggestions, or if you'd like to be a guest on one of our shows, or would like an email read on the show, you can contact me at thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. That's spelled T-H-I-R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-N-H, thirddegreepodcastnh. Again, that's at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you again. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Chaddock, your host, and this episode is My Nine Hours in Heaven. The reason I named it that is because a couple episodes um, ago I had mentioned I haven't seen or talked to my wife in almost two months. She blocked me on all social media. Um, she blocked me. Um, she hasn't responded to my texts or phone calls. Went up there a couple weeks ago. It takes an hour to get up there, an hour to get back, and I was there for almost an hour. And she ignored me banging on the door, knocking on um, her window and everything, trying to get her to talk to me, and she wouldn't. So um, I gave it a couple more weeks and went up there, and I said if uh, she did let me in, I would give an update on how she reacted. So that's what this episode is about. So I hope you listen, hope you learn, and hope maybe you can get something useful out of my episode. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you again for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I'm your host. First of all, I just want to apologize. Um, the sound quality of this episode might not be that great. I have a lot of important things I have to do today in my vehicle, and this episode is really important to me. And um, I, I just I had to do it today, and unfortunately, um, it's not the greatest quality of probably hear background noise. But anyways... This episode is called Nine Hours in Heaven, and the reason I'm saying that is, uh, if you heard my uh, episode, two, two episodes back, I haven't been uh, able to speak to my wife for almost two months. Um, she's blocked me on social media, any possible way that I can text her, um, she hasn't answered my phone calls, 
So, you know, I figured I'll give her some time. So anyways, I went up there a couple weeks ago. Um, I knocked on the door, knocked on the window. Um, and it's an hour drive up there and an hour drive back home. So I sat there for like 45 minutes. She wouldn't answer the door. It was heartbreaking. So I went back home, waited another couple weeks, and went up there two nights ago. Now, I think she still would have ignored me, um, but by accident, I got in there, but it turned out well. Um, I was knocking and knocking, and I heard you know, the TV, she was watching something, and when I was knocking, the TV went off, and then um, after about 10 minutes, I didn't knock, and I parked my vehicle where it couldn't really be seen, and um, the cat was crying at the window, and when she opened the door to let the cat in, she saw me sitting there, and she's like, Jesus, you scared the shit out of me. I said, well, I didn't mean to. I said, I was knocking, and then I just figured I'd wait a few minutes to see if you answered, and I was actually just getting ready to leave, which I wasn't, but uh, anyways, I said, hey, can I just have a few minutes of your time, please? I just uh, need to talk to you about the stuff with the court, because where she has to move out of her, uh, the house she's living in, because you probably heard her mother passed away, and the house has been sold. Um, she got her inheritance money, and she has to move out. So anyways, I said, you know, it's really important. It's just, it's for your benefit. So she said, yeah, hold on a minute. She had to let the cat in and put the cat downstairs, but from the dog, blah, blah, blah. So then she came over, answered the door, and asked me to come in. And believe it or not, immediately she was, she wasn't cold. She was a little frigid. Um, you know, I told her, thank you very much. I, you know, and I didn't bring up the fact about me stopping up a couple weeks ago. It's, it's irrelevant. You know, why bring it up? No big deal, whatever. I didn't say, you know, why didn't you answer the door or anything? It doesn't matter. So, I mean, I said, first of all, I noticed she um, changed her hair color, which I had already known she did, but she doesn't know I knew. And I immediately said, wow, your hair looks beautiful. She got this, like, uh, auburn colored red. I honestly don't like it as much as I did the other color, but, you know, she, she, any woman likes to hear compliments, and I figured it'd be a way to kind of break the ice a little bit. So, for the first couple of minutes, I really went overboard and, you know, overemphasized, wow, it looks gorgeous. You know, I was touching it, feeling it, and, you know, I smelled it, and I said, wow, that's, it brings out the color of your eyes, which it really does. She's got beautiful hazel uh, eyes, and it really does bring out the color. I just, I prefer the kind of champagne blonde she had before. But anyways, anyways, so I broke the ice that way, and we went to the kitchen, and, she asked me if I was hungry, and I really wasn't ate before I went up there, and um, of course, I'm not going to die anything, so I said, yeah, actually, I am wine. She said, well, I made a meatloaf last night, and I actually made a lot, and there's some extras if you want some. I'm like, oh my god, I love your meatloaf, even if I wasn't hungry, you know, which I really do, so I cut myself off a big piece, and, um, you know, ended up uh, eating that, and of course, overemphasized, you know, how good it was, and I said, oh my god, do I miss your meatloaf and and then I said I, I miss you so I told her I said you know I'll, well first of all I don't want you to think I was tricking you so let me talk about the papers from the court so for about 10 minutes you know I explained to her uh, what I had done and what I've received back and um, so then after that I said you know like I said it was only about five or ten minutes that I need to discuss that with you and I said you know I did drive all this way because you have me blocked and you don't answer my text, so, you know, it is a two-hour ride to give you that 10 minutes of information. Can I just spend a little time with you and just hang out with you? And 
you know, even in the attitude of her voice, she said, yeah, yeah, if you want to. So, um, you know, I asked her what's been going on, and I, I love, and she loves it as well when I'm her ear, just let her talk, you know, not bite in, not give her advice, just let her talk, and nod, acknowledge, and, you know, give her my full attention, and, um, of course, everybody knows it's no secret, I love her more than the breath that I take, I love her more than anything in the world, and I just couldn't help it, looking her in the eyes as she's talking to me, and at one point she said, are you even listening to me? And I said, yeah, why? She's like, the way you're looking at my eyes is almost like you're just looking at me, not even hearing me. And I said, no, of course I'm listening to you. I just, you look so beautiful. And she's like, you know, well, thank you. So, um, anyways, we're in the kitchen for about 15 minutes talking. And then she said, um, you know, why don't we go in the bedroom? So jokingly, I said, wow. I said, oh, I do I love hearing that. She said, no, not for that, to talk. And I said, no, I know, I know. And um, I said, you if only wishes were true or praise did come true. She's like, huh? And I said, going in the bedroom. So I kind of, you know, broke the idea, just joking around a little bit. So um, we were in the bedroom and, you know, we talked and, and she was showing pictures she's taking of herself. She, um, she was taking a lot of selfies of herself and some sexy shots. I was like, wow, you know, those are nice. And then we were giggling and laughing, pictures of her and my granddaughter. and. Um, you know, she's flipping through pictures of herself, and I just kept saying, oh my God. I'm like, can you please send me some of those? And I said, you know, and she's like, well, which ones? I'm like, any ones you want to send me, any any ones at all. I said, if, if you send me every single one, I'd be happy, but whatever ones you want to send me, I said, please, I'm begging you. And because uh, when I'm there, I do, I, I, I think one weekend I took almost a thousand pictures and like, well, it was like maybe four days, but I do, I, I take a lot of pictures of her. And um, so we were talking, giggling, and then we got into some joking and really laughed. Like there was, there was one thing, my daughter, my granddaughter was only three years old and they were playing music and dancing and she wanted some song played. So my wife says, well, go type it in on the phone. And I said, you realize you just told a three-year-old girl to go over and type in something on your phone. She don't even know how to spell. And she didn't realize that. So we were laughing and laughing and then, um, you know, I, I, I had worked that afternoon, and I was really tired. I get up there around 8 o'clock, you know, and I told her, I said, I apologize for getting up here, you know, late, but I had to work tonight, and, you know, so we were talking about that, and um, then it started getting, like, you know, around 1 or 2, and she could see I, I was getting tired, you know, it's no lie, and she said, are you, are you falling asleep? And I said, no, no, I said, you know, I'm in, I'm tired, but I'd stay up all night with you, talk to you every minute, I'll stay up all night. And then I asked her, I said, you know, since it is late, can can I stay the night? I said, because I do have to leave here around 5 in the morning to go bring my nephew to work. And she said, yeah, I'm not going to make you leave this late. And I said, well, I mean, wh where do you want me to sleep? And she said, well, obviously you can sleep in the bed with me. And I said, ooh, there's another aha moment. And she's like, no. She said, you know, but you can cuddle up to me. And I said, wow, that really means a lot that you actually said that. And she's like, well, you know, you would have anyways. And I said, no, I, I know, but for you to actually say that, that, that meant a lot to me. And I, I started tearing up because that really, that really meant a lot. It really did. Because, of course, she knows I would have. And, um, and I asked her, I said, I got an honest question. Did you say that because you know I would have anyways? Did you say it so that you were pretty much given permission? Or did you say it because you want me to 
when she said, if you don't want me to lie, maybe all three. And I just, I just didn't even ask. I just gave her a big hug and started crying. And I said, the one that means the most is that you actually want me to. Thank you. Thank you so much. And she reached over and she was wiping the tears off my face. I said, I, I love you so much. I miss you. I really do. But I didn't want to push it because I know she needs some time and she's going through a lot of stress of, you know, her um, having to move and everything. So I didn't push anything about wanting to ask her if she wants to get a place with me or, you know, any of that stuff. So, you know, I just, again, stared in her eyes and I was, I was lost in her eyes, you know, while she was talking to me and it was beautiful. And then it came to probably around well, probably about 3.30 and she said, you know, I know you said you'd stay up with me and a lot of times we used to stay up all night and talk but she said, you know, I am really tired, I do gotta get some sleep she said, I hardly got any sleep yesterday and I said, to be honest with you I said, after you saying I could cuddle up to you I, I actually really would appreciate that, thank you and um, I said, you know even, even if I don't fall asleep she said, I'm tired of falling asleep, so I cuddled up to her, you know, we had, we, she had her pajamas on, and, you know, I went down to my box, I took my shirt off, and, because first she's like, what are you doing? I said, just taking my clothes off, and she's like, do you want any pajamas? And I said, no, I just got my boxers, and um, she joked, and she's like, don't try any funny stuff, and I said, well, I can't help if some, you know, during my sleep, if, uh, she's like, no, 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 I said, no, I know, so, um, the one thing that did hurt, I asked her, I said, can I have a kiss, and said, you can kiss me on the cheek, but I'm not going to kiss you goodnight. And I kind of looked at her, and she said, what, are you going to get all mad now and go in the other room or leave? And I said, no, absolutely not. I said, I was surprised you said that, but I appreciate you letting me in. I appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate you letting me lay next to you. Um, no, I appreciate everything you've done. If I left right now, I wouldn't be worthy to ever come back and see you again. And she said, I'm really... Thank, oh, how'd she say it? No, she said, thank you for saying that. She said, because it seems like in the past when I didn't give in to something like that, you'd have an attitude and leave. And I said, Michelle, every time we argue, I said, I try to learn from it. And I try to think to myself, now, if I did say that, I'd think afterwards. Number one, if I laid in the other room, I wouldn't be able to cuddle up to. And pretty much ruin the entire evening maybe risk not you let me back come back here is it worth that to just not get a kiss so it's not so I try to learn from every argument of is it worth it I mean I'll admit yes it, it hurt but I'm not even gonna bring it up and say yeah it hurt I'm only saying that because we're discussing it but you know of course it hurts but is it worth it bringing up no not at all so you know and you probably obviously know of course it's gonna hurt me so why make it a discussion? I'm appreciative of everything else. Absolutely. Thank you. So I kissed her on the cheek. And one thing that she hasn't answered yet when I text her is um, I only ended up getting a couple hours of sleep before I had to leave. But I had uh, woken up at one point and had to go to the bathroom. And I realized I had, you know, we were spooning. And I had my arm over her. And when I woke up, she had her hand on my hand, you know, like pressed up against her stomach. I was like, oh my God. And I had to go to 
be really, really bad. Otherwise, I did not want to move her hand. So I moved her hand and was getting up, and she said, where are you going? She said, you going to leave already? And I said, no, I just, I got to pee really bad. And it sucks because I did not want to move her hand. So um, I came back and laid down, and of course, you know, I didn't want to put her hand back there. But I did, the next morning, I texted her and I said, you know, when I woke up, you had your hand on mine up against your belly. Did you realize you did that? Or, or did you do it on purpose? Did you know you did that? And um, I said, you know, I don't care what the reason is. I just didn't know if you knew you did that. And she didn't answer me. And I really would like to know. And I'm thinking it was probably just, you know, by habit. But, you know, I also wanted to let her know she did do that. You know, in her mind, she may think, you know, I must really do miss being cuddled up to and, you know, and to, you know, did that, whether she knew she did it or not on purpose. But, so anyways, I ended up, you know, thanking her in the morning, kissing her, and told her, I said, I wish I didn't have to leave. And, you know, it ended up coming out to, you know, nine hours that I was there, but I did tell her, I said, I just want to thank you. I said, you know, that was nine hours of heaven. I, I, I thank you so much. And she said, I, I counted it that way. You were counting the minutes. And I said, I count the minutes and appreciate every minute being with you. I said, I probably on the way home can count exactly to the minute how many hours and minutes I was here. But it was nine hours. Thank you. And she said, you're welcome. And then I quickly asked her, I said, you know, do you think I could come back maybe tomorrow night and make supper? And she said, I don't know how to see. And I said, you know, Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't want to push it. But I said, all right, I, I won't ask you again. Let me know. Next day, you know, I asked her in the, in the morning, you know, would you want me to come up tonight? And uh, she's like, I don't know. I've been, I had a bad day, this and that. So I texted back and I said, all right, if you've had a bad day, I'll let you, you know, get over your problem. But if there's anything you want to talk about or I can help you with, please let me know. Otherwise, you know, maybe even towards this weekend if you need some time. And she replied back and said thank you I appreciate that so I'm trying to prove to her that I'm not thinking I'm in like Flint and you know I'm in good and you know I go there for one night for nine hours and I think I'm you know all back in and everything because I know she doesn't need to be smothered especially right now so anyways I did tell everybody two episodes ago that when I did try to go back up there and be with her that I would give an update of you know what happened and um so that's pretty much what's going on, and sorry about the noises, sorry about the interruption, um, but I really have, every fight we've had, I try to think back and think, what started, what was it about, how did I react, and for every action is a reaction, so, you know, when I made an action and said something, how did she react, and, you know, obviously it makes it worse, could I have done it differently, and how could I have done it differently? You know, and that's all about, you know, uh, working with DBT, Diabolical uh, Behavior Therapy, you know, and being mindful and stepping back into the moment and seeing what could have been done differently. You know, it's better if you do it in the moment, but, you know, it takes a lot of practice to do that. You know, when you say, I should have done this, I should have done that, and a lot of times it's too late and there's repercussions. So I try to think, and because a lot of times, you know, like one of my episodes says, um, you know, when we fight, it's like a broken record. And so, if the same things happen all the time, you know, like they always say, you know, if you burn your hand on the stove when it's red, you burn your hand on the stove when it's red, if you burn your hand on the stove when it's red, obviously don't touch the stove when it's red. You know, so if you get the same result, try it a different way. 
you know, and if that way doesn't work, try it another different way. Try different ways until you find the way that does work. You know, even if it's just not saying anything and walking away. You know, I find sometimes people say, well, you have the right to defend yourself. But the way I look at it sometimes, you know what? Why fight a war? I'm not going to win. And if it's going to make it worse, can I just swallow my pride and not say anything and walk away? You know, there, there has been times where, you know, I didn't want to fight. I was already depressed and down, and she heard a noise in the woods and said, um, well, we got somebody out there spying on us, a little girl from waiting for you. I looked at her and I said, no, Michelle, please. Unless I'm dating a wild animal, no. And I didn't say anything after that. She made a couple of snide remarks. And again, like I said, I left alone. I didn't, you know, say anything. And, um, and believe it or not, it, about an hour later, there was no other mention of it, no fight, and I was actually being nice to her. And, um, you know, obviously it's hard to do that all the time, and maybe it's not right to do all the time, because then she doesn't know she's doing anything wrong, she doesn't know it's hurting your feelings, but sometimes, you know what? Um, sometimes I'm going to leave it alone. But anyways, so that's pretty much it for this episode. Like I said, I named it Nine Hours in Heaven because that's exactly what it was. It was nine hours in heaven. And I'll never forget it. And I just, I love the woman so much. I really do. I, I love her with all my heart and soul. So those nine hours meant a lot to me. Like I said, even, you know, it had, there was no sex. There was, you know... Uh, no kiss. It was just being with her. I just, I love just being with her. So, anyways, that's um pretty much the episode. I appreciate everybody listening. And, um, thank you for being supportive of my podcast. And as I end every episode and say, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, love them by telling them and showing that you love them as much as you can. Because they find it so hard to love themselves. They're very scared. They don't know why they do the things they do. But if they have you support, try to make them feel like you'll never abandon them. That's the hardest thing that they have to overcome. But anyways, with that being said, thank you. Have a happy relationship and happy life. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.